Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. of the Hellenistic widows in Jerusalem in that first church there in the first century, they were being neglected by those who were distributing the daily allotment of food. He says there was a daily distribution. Apparently, they took the resources that they gathered and they bought food. They had a food ministry. Those who were in charge of doling out the church's resources were spirit-filled believers redeemed by Christ but not yet completed by Christ. In other words, they were just like us. The early church saw many miraculous things by the hands of God, and many even walked alongside Jesus, yet they were still imperfect. Today, Pastor Robert will be encouraging you to continue serving the Lord even when you feel inadequate. You're a work in progress, just like those in the early church. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Acts, chapter 6, as he begins his message, Chosen to Serve. Verse 1 of Acts chapter 6, the Bible says, Now in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplying, there arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution. Now, we're going to pause right there for just just a minute or two, and and, and I want to make you aware of something that I think it's important to understand. These were all Jewish people. You know, in the very beginning, the the church of Jesus Christ there in Jerusalem, it was entirely Jewish. There there were no Gentile, no non-Jewish believers at this point in the history of the church. So this distinction between the Hebrews and the Hellenists here in Acts chapter 6, it was a reference to a cultural difference, not an ethnic one. These were not um, not necessarily people from Greece versus people from Israel. These people lived in Jerusalem. But you see, when Alexander the Great's conquest 350 years earlier had radically changed the face of the world, the culture of the world, because they spread Greek culture everywhere, including Israel. And that's why Greek was still the common language, the language of of commerce, the language of trade, kind of like English is today. Because, you know, I mean, apparently the, the British, whether intentionally or unintentionally, kind of followed this same strategy that Alexander used, spreading the English language and culture throughout their empire as well. 
In the case of the Hellenistic widows in Jerusalem, in that first church there in the first century, they were being neglected by those who were distributing the daily allotment of food. He says there was a daily distribution. Apparently, they took the resources that they gathered and they bought food. They had a food ministry. Those who were in charge of doling out the church's resources were spirit-filled believers redeemed by Christ, but not yet completed by Christ. In other words, they were just like us. They were just they were people who had been bought back, redeemed. They were being taught. They were being discipled, but they were still messed up. They were still flawed. And consciously or unconsciously, they were biased. You know, I did an interesting class, I don't remember, a couple of years ago, I think now, about, I mean, the whole class, this whole, the whole focus was on the subject of bias and the fact that not all bias is bad and that bias is simply a part of our human reality. I have a lot of different biases. My, my grandchildren, I'm biased. They're beautiful. They're a lot more beautiful than a lot of the other grandchildren that I see running around Miami. I'm biased. That's not a bad thing, necessarily, right? I'm also biased toward key lime pie, especially if it's fresh, made with real stuff, not fake stuff. I have biases. They had biases. And you know, our biases will always be expressed in our conduct, sooner or later, in some way. And that's where things can get a little weird. That's where things sometimes can go wrong. Uh, let me recommend a, a book. I recommended one of his already. It's a, it's a book by Albert Moeller, M-O-H-L-E-R, the title of the book is The Gathering Storm, Secularism, Culture, and the Church. Now that we're, you know, basically we're done with the election. I mean, maybe we're not totally done with the election. It seems like lawsuits have been filed and all sorts of crazy stuff is, you know, possibly on the, on the horizon. But basically it's out of our hands, right? I mean, you and I, we're done with it. We voted or we didn't vote and we just, it's time to move on for us. I highly recommend this book. Read it, highlight it, carefully consider what he has to say there. Now, here in Acts chapter 6, the biases were expressed in that the culturally Hebrew widows, it would seem, got, got the freshest bread, the prettiest vegetables, maybe an extra portion of grain. I don't know how it was actually going on, but it's clear from the scripture that the first church of Jerusalem's food ministry was discriminating against the culturally Greek widows. They were being neglected. Now today, in our 21st century American culture, that would have been it. That would have been it. They, the, the Hebrew believers would have been condemned. They would have been canceled as, I guess, the, you know, modern vernacular. All of them needed to be fired. All of them needed to be destroyed. All of them needed to be ruined because they were discriminating against this group of people. But thankfully, that's not how the Holy Spirit operates. So what we see next 
his discipleship. We see godly wisdom in action, and instead of division, unity is brought about within the family of believers, within the body of Christ. And that's, that's what was at stake. You know, apparently, these culturally Greek Christians in Jerusalem were demanding that the apostles, now, and this is, you know, maybe I'm reading into it here, okay? I, I, I got a very judgmental little message on Facebook the other day accusing me of eisegesis. I, I think he just wanted to use a big word, basically meaning that I was imposing my opinion on the text. Well, I'm doing that here. I'll just tell you straight up. I'm, I'm, I'm imposing upon the text my opinion. I, I think what was happening here is that the culturally Greek believers wanted the apostles themselves to step in and take over the food ministry to make sure it was operating correctly. Verse 2 says, Then the twelve summoned the multitude of the disciples. In other words, they, they gathered together the you know, the the core of the church, at least, if not the whole church. And this is what they said. It is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Now, see, that's why I say somebody was asking them to leave the word of God and serve tables. And therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer, and the ministry of the word. Now, I can almost see it coming. What, wait a minute. Were the apostles too good to wait on table? I mean, were they, were they, what, too special to distribute food? No. But they recognized the fact that if they were going to take charge of that daily food distribution, they would have had to spend much less time carrying out the responsibilities that Jesus had actually given them to carry out. Listen, I'm going to, I'm going to give you something to write down because I'm realizing that many Christians are, are not yet, haven't yet learned to live by a very important principle. And, and this is it. Eternally significant priorities must always supersede temporal ones. The Book of Acts is a fascinating look at the church and the first believers and followers of Jesus. It's not the church as you may know it today, the building you're used to attending, or the worship service format you're familiar with. But this early body of believers paints a beautiful picture of deep fellowship, connected community, and sustaining faith, values that are still held by Christians today. As you continue to study this book with Pastor Robert, you'll see how hardship tested these men and women and how they trusted the Lord. You'll also discover how God used them and their testimonies to spread the good news to the world. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again or would like to explore more of Pastor Robert's messages from Main Thing Radio, visit mainthingradio.com today or download our mobile app to listen anytime, anywhere. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just follow the link you'll find at the website. Again, that's mainthingradio.com. We'd love to hear from you too if you have any questions or if you'd like prayer. Give us a call at 
2730. That's 305 531 2730. We're so glad you joined us today. Our time with you has come to an end, but be sure to tune in next time to keep learning from the Book of Acts right here on Main Thing Radio 